Schools of Prayer, a podcast series looking at Catholic religious communities and how they pray. Today, Dr James Hamvey, Master of Campion Hall, University of Oxford, talks to us about Christ's own prayer and that of the Church. In this series on prayer, we've already had an introduction to prayer, and there'll obviously be other parts of the series which will explore the many different ways within the richness of our Christian tradition that we can pray. But on this occasion, we want to just really reflect on the prayer of Jesus himself. But before I do that, I thought it's just very useful for us to set a context for that, one that is in a way obvious, but perhaps we we don't often reflect too deeply about. The first thing is that Christian prayer is always about a personal relationship. It's not primarily about a technique, and we can't always predict the results, because as in any relationship, it takes two. The relationship that we have here is the relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that gives us a unique relationship, but one that marks us and shapes our life. So we always begin our prayer as a personal relationship. And part of that relationship is we come as we are with whatever's on our mind that day or on that particular occasion. So out of that grows an honest, deep, sustained relationship. The second aspect of that is that as Christians, we're never just praying alone. We're never praying alone because, first of all, it is the Holy Spirit that prays in us. That spirit that we received at our baptism and is always with us and carries us into God's own eternity. That spirit prays in us. And even sometimes when we're finding it very difficult to know how to pray or to find the words to pray, as St. Paul tells us, the spirit searches us and the spirit finds the way of bringing us into God's presence. It doesn't matter whether we think we're praying badly or we're praying brilliantly, let the Spirit do the Spirit's work. The third aspect of Christian prayer is the whole of Christian life is a life in Christ, that we are profoundly, deeply rooted in Christ. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. And so that means that all prayer is prayer in Christ. And so, again, it doesn't matter where I'm praying, it doesn't matter how I'm praying, or what state I'm in when I'm praying. It's always in Christ. It's Christ who carries us, who greets us, who meets us, who holds us before the Father. And of course, praying in Christ also means the other deep dimension of that prayer as relationship is that it's a prayer in and with the Church, the body of Christ. Even on those occasions when I can't pray, or when I'm asleep, or I'm not conscious of God, the prayer of the church carries me. Even when I feel at my most alone, the prayer of the community is there silently sustaining me. So these are the fundamentals almost of our Christian prayer. When we come to reflect upon the prayer of Jesus himself, 
we know from Scripture that Jesus prayed. So we have some access or some hint of his own deep interior life with the Father. I was saying that all Christian prayer is a personal relationship. And that's true for us, but it's especially true for Jesus himself. His deep personal relationship with the Father is, if you like, the source of his prayer. And also in his praying, he celebrates his relationship with the Father as the Son of the Father. We can't know Jesus. Jesus never knows himself independently of the Father. And so when we want to understand how he prayed, then the first thing we've got to do is to come into the presence of the Father with him and in him and through the Spirit. And of course, the other thing that we know about Jesus is that he's part of a family, he's part of a nation, he's part of a nation that really did pray, prayed as a nation, as a community of prayer, because that prayer was Israel's constant covenant with God. God was so alive for Israel. And Israel is called and summoned to pray. And when Israel prays, Israel is expressing its own identity. And so Jesus' prayer was not just a personal prayer, but was also a profoundly communitarian prayer. And we see that too because those lovely little hints in Scripture where he talks about going to the synagogue as was his custom. He wanted to go and pray with his people. He wanted to be there to celebrate with them the profound, enduring relationship that Israel has with God. But that was also inscribed, too, in the daily rhythms of life. Even from the very moment that he began to speak and to walk about, he would have been taught prayers, the prayer for rising in the morning, the prayer for putting on his clothes, the prayer for going out to the fields to work. So the whole of his day would have been saturated in a very natural way with prayer, with allowing God to be present and real to him, with dedicating the day, with dedicating every aspect of his life, whether it's his work, whether it's his meal, whatever it is, to God his Father. And then there are those great communal events when the whole of Israel would have to go up to the temple. These would mark not just moments in Israel's history, the obvious one that we would be familiar with is the great prayer occasion of Passover. But there were two other festivals. Seven weeks after Passover, Israel also went up to give thanks to God in the temple for the harvest. And then the third great feast at the end of the harvest, the late harvest. Now, it's very important, I think, for us to imagine what this must have been like. The whole of the country is on the move, going up to the temple. We have that record in Luke's Gospel of Jesus and his family going up, that occasion when Jesus gets lost. And you can imagine what that's like. It's a magnificent communal occasion, but they're going up, they're praying the Psalms. The hope of Israel is renewed in every heart. The covenant with God is again celebrated. But also people are bound together. A communal identity is present. So it was a way in which the nation came together as a nation, as God's own people. And Jesus is part of that. So the Psalms were deeply part of his own prayer. And I always think that when we're praying the Psalms, it's important just to remember that, 
to remember that the very Psalms that I'm praying, Christ prayed and used and continues to pray in me and in his church. When Jesus' disciples asked him how to pray, teach us how to pray, I don't think they were asking him for another instruction or another law or another teaching in the same way as he might have taught them before. I think they'd observed him, they'd lived with him. They saw that his prayer was the whole of his life and that when he prayed, he was in the presence of the Father. And that's why we have, if you like, the most foundational prayer of every Christian life is the Our Father, Jesus' own prayer. So if we wanted to pray, there is no better prayer than this, because it's not only the prayer that Jesus has taught us, but it's the prayer that he prays with us and in us. It's the prayer of the whole church. Pray, Lord,